Welcome to the Badass Breastfeeding Podcast. This is Diane, your lactation consultant. And this is Abby, the badass breastfeeder. Whoopsie, I almost threw everything off the desk. Uh, today's episode is brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. And today's episode is also brought to you by Larkin. Larkin is a mom-owned line of game-changing maternity and postpartum essentials, like nursing and pumping bras, which we will talk about later. Um, but these sponsors make this podcast pop- possible. Potable. <laughs> if you... <laughs> Uh, if you need anything, head to badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com and check our sponsor page and see if you can give them any of your business. There's awesome stuff there. And they're bringing you this podcast every week. And while you're there, scroll down at your email address and we'll send episodes straight to your inbox every week. I swear we will. People do it. We send them. It's not a lie. And uh, check out our shop page too of our awesome merchandise we designed ourselves. With some lots of starky stuff, snarky stuff like the um, my favorite two star review. I love that one. Oh my god, my favorite. And we are on Patreon. Patreon is a community of patrons who uh, sign up for a certain tiers. There's various tiers of benefits such as mini podcasts, extra episodes, ad-free episodes, and live Q&As. You could check out each tier at Badass Breastfeeding Podcast Patreon, which is the very top link in the notes of whatever, wherever you're listening from. Uh, And we are interacting there. We have, you know, conversations there. What's said in Patreon stays in Patreon. So mm-hmm. I can't tell you too much, but you can come by and you can share and you can offer advice too. And it's really um, a fun space. And our uh, latest patrons, uh, Molly M, Elizabeth C, and Angela H, welcome. And we are still hosting our ongoing giveaway for people who leave reviews around the internet. Uh iTunes or anywhere else that you are listening from kind of app that allows you to lose reviews or um, leave reviews, lose reviews, leave <laughs> reviews and stars, uh, stars or anything. Mm. Yeah. Whatever. Thumbs up. I don't know what the hell people are doing out there. So if you take a screenshot of that and you send it to badass breastfeeding podcast at gmail.com, we will send you a goodie bag of stickers and thank you for nursing in public cards. Uh, and now Diane has our review of the week. And it says, I am currently pregnant, first time mom. I always thought to myself I would formula feed. I just didn't want to deal with all the hassle of breastfeeding and the way everyone made it seem so hard. I'm now feeling so much more confident in choosing to breastfeed and I'm actually excited. I'm so glad I found this podcast. I've already learned so much and I can't wait to have have these two lovely ladies along with me through my breastfeeding journey. I love that she was like, I'm not doing this. And then started yeah. listening to a breastfeeding <laughs> podcast. So I know. I want to know what that day was like. I know. So she's like, she's well, my girl for that. To this. <laughs> yeah. Freaking love it. Um, but I'll tell you, like, I tell people all the time, like, I chose to breastfeed because I thought formula feeding would be too hard. 
Like that was my main, I was like, that seems like a lot of work. And how do I know which one to use and how much to give? And what if they don't like it? Then what do I do? How do I switch? Like I, it just seemed like so much. And I had so little education about it. Um, I love that. She's like, I'm not going to breastfeed, but I'm going to listen to this breastfeeding podcast. (laughs) So we are here for you. I cannot wait till that baby's born. You'll have to let us know how it goes. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations to you. Yeah, so awesome. And we're going to talk about people being pregnant today, aren't we? Well, people trying to be. We're trying to be. Trying to conceive. Um, yeah, so uh, you know that it's spring is in the air when people start messaging and asking how they can get pregnant while they're still breastfeeding. <sighs> so people are on it. The snow is melting and people are like, all right, let's go. So, you know, people are uh, people are becoming really empowered to breastfeed and to breastfeed longer um, and things like that. But then they run into like, well, I want to have another baby. So how, you know, I haven't got my period yet. Am I ovulating? I don't know. You know, and like so breastfeeding affects these things. Um, and so then people are like, well, wait, no. So how I want to have another baby. How do I get pregnant? And um, you can. And I have a couple of messages here. Um, oh, but also the other thing is that people are getting having babies later. You know, yeah. people are people are older, and that's great. You know, the slut era is like longer. <laughs> you know, we love that. Um, I was thirty five when I had my first, and then I know what it was like when I. By the time I was like thirty seven, I was like, uh oh, if I want to have another baby, I should probably do it soon. You know, because you're just older and your body is expecting to, you know, close down shop soon. I think the average age I see now is definitely, it's no longer 25 to 30. Yeah. It's really not. You're seeing yeah. a lot more of like 32, 38, 30, mm-hmm. anywhere from like 32 to 38 a lot. And then over 40. I, I have a lot of parents that are over 40. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And so you have people who are like, you know, they're, they're breastfeeding, their period is not coming back as quickly, but then, and then they're, you know, breastfeeding toddlers and they're like, well, wait a minute. And I want to have another baby. I'm getting older. What, what do I do? And I got a couple of messages to read because, um, people are asking. So it says, I love listening to your podcast. I have a nine and a half month old daughter. And I'm wondering if you ever did an episode where you talk about trying to conceive again while breastfeeding. My period has not returned. I'm a stay-at-home mom. So with my daughter, 24-7, we co-sleep. She doesn't take bottles or pacifiers. She eats some solid foods, but nurses frequently day and night. Any supplements? Decrease exercise? Increase food intake? Just patience? Any advice would be appreciated. I'm 37, so I feel the clock. Mm. So, yeah. So here we have a situation, right? And I will say, I remember, I, like I said, I remember this. And I remember asking in a Facebook mom group, you know those. <laughs> I said, uh, my baby is, like, I think Jack was like six months old. I don't know what the hell we were thinking. Um, and I said, you know, I don't, I, is there any way I can... I'm pretty sure I had my period back by then, but I don't know. I was like, I want to, you know, I want to get pregnant. Is there any way to like do that? And people were like, you know, feed more um, foods, you know, uh, feed like heavier foods too. So they'll go longer without breastfeeding. Um, 
spend a night away from your baby, you know, so they're not nursing for like a whole day is what I was told to. That's not going to do it. No. And, you know, Who so wants to do that. Yeah, I know. And yeah, so we have like we have, you know, this is what we're talking about today. So we have on one hand, we have this breastfeeding relationship with our first child. And then we have a uh, this desire for a new baby. And those don't always uh, go together. They don't always click. So what's the priority? What what is your priority is is what uh, you're going to need to decide. Is this breastfeeding relationship your priority? I mean, if your baby is less than one and you get pregnant, either on purpose or by accident, um, you're going to run into a situation where you're going to be have to be looking for donor milk or formula or something because your milk supply is going to take a hit once you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, that's, uh, that's a situation. And this, that comes up a lot where people already are pregnant and they're like, does, and then they'll reach out and be like, okay, my supply has dropped. What do I do? And it's like, there's really no way. And this came up just recently in a lactation consultant group I'm in. Any suggestions for this? And we're all like, there's really not. You can't fight those hormones. No. Because that's what's causing it. It's not a regular like, okay, the baby's not nursing as much. My supply is dropping. It's hormone related. So you can't really, you can't really get that back. No, I mean, your body is like, okay, there's a, there's a fetus here Mm -hmm. that we need to start preparing for. Your body's not going to be like, oh, well, let's just keep some milk for this other, like, no, your body's all hands on deck for this new baby. Yeah. Which it should be. Um. So you, you know, this is what, there's also a reason why you're, your period isn't back yet. Why you're ovulating not yet? Because while you're ovulating not yet, <laughs> I said like Yoda. Um, <laughs> you know, this is the time your body is taking a break. Your body is like, I need time to recover. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to have a baby yet. Which is one of the reasons that breastfeeding, you know, is has that effect on your ovulation because it's it's time to, to it's taking a break and there's also there's not you know you could you could stop so th- the only thing you can do is like stop breastfeeding and then eventually it might come back well i mean eventually it will come back either way but maybe it'll come back faster if you wean but is that's not is that what we want? I think that's what we're that's what you have to ask yourself. Right. And so she also asks are there any supplements um that you can take to bring back ovulation? She says like she asks about Vitex, V I T E X. I have no idea what that even I is. I don't know what that is and I don't I I don't know if I would recommend any supplements to bring on ovulation. I don't know. Yeah, I don't even, I'm not sure about that at all. Um, Decreasing exercise. That doesn't have anything to do with it either. That doesn't do that either. Oh, Vitex is like a, 
shrub native to the Mediterranean and Asia. The fruit has been historically used for reducing sexual drive. Oh, I can't imagine that would help with ovulation. Oh, why Why would that seems counterintuitive? Well, it says Vitex agnus castus fruit and seed contain chemicals that seem to affect many hormones involved in the female reproductive cycle. Um, yeah, I'm going to say uh, that we don't know enough about that to recommend that. Um, increasing your food intake is not going to bring on ovulation or bring your period back any sooner. Um, so there's really nothing that you can do. There's no, there's no like medications. There's no like things that you can change to your diet. There's no, um, things like that in your life that you can like change to bring on ovulation. Um, and I will re I have another message too. Okay. So this one says, I need advice. Breastfeeding went well from the start and I have no complaints other than the fact that my daughter feels that it's her right to play with my other nipple. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, she's attached to one. I haven't asked her for a, I could not have asked her about her breastfeeding journey. Okay. So breastfeeding is going really well for this person. I want to try for baby number two now that my daughter is 16 months. I have the following problems. Number one, I have not yet had my period, and everyone says I must stop breastfeeding before things will return to normal. Number two, we're still breast sleeping, and, and my husband thinks, and everyone tells him, that me breastfeeding her still is ridiculous and that I am undoing all his hard work of getting her to bed on her own. Okay, so there's a whole lot to unpack there. Oh, dear. For the purpose of this <laughs> podcast... We are going to talk about the um, 16 month old and she has not had her period yet and is being told that she has to stop breastfeeding in order for things to go back to normal. Um, so at 16 months, you know, eventually your period is going to come back. Right. And you will likely ovulate before the period actually you see the period. So the thing that you can do is have sex. That's the only thing you can do is just have sex and be hopeful. <laughs> and at be 16 hopeful. months, really, your period is going to come back at some point. Either way, it's going to come back at some point. But at 16 months, you have less, um, you have less to be worried about if you do become pregnant and then your supply takes a hit. You can still kind of like breastfeed through the, you know, the time where your uh, supply is is not full and, um, you know, tandem nurse and all of that. When you have a younger baby, like a nine and a half month old, like the first pe person, that's trickier. But like you said... This really, a lot of this comes down to what is your priority and the, the, um, the one with the 16 month old, she's like, we have a great breastfeeding relationship. We're still doing all the things. She really has to weigh that with having another baby. Like, does she really want to wean? Like, what's the priority there? Exactly. Right. But she wants both things and you can like. You don't even have to like completely wean. I know everybody says, oh, you have to totally wean, right. but you don't really have to. 
I mean, and that's why a lot of times in that like second year or so, your period will come back because your baby is like starting to eat more solid foods. They're busier. They're nursing less. And then so then your periods, you know, your body starts adjusting to that. And your ovulation will return. But, but your let's body take a, is set up like no, this. Sorry. Oh yeah, take a break. Yeah, let's, take, let's a break. take a break and then um, talk some more. Okay, perfect. We'll be right back. Today's episode is brought to you by Rumble Tough. The Rumble Tough Breeze is a top-of-the-line breast pump with a rechargeable battery that fits in the palm of your hand. The powerful motor lasts two thousand hours and has a two-year warranty. The memory button allows you to record your most effective pumping session, and recall it every time you wish. Combine the breeze with the Rumble Tough Go Cups and you're pumping hands-free and on the go. Every Rumble Tough pump user qualifies for free pumping support with an IBCLC. Because they care, each pump comes with a manual handle kit to convert your electric pump into a manual pump at no extra cost. You should not have to figure it out alone. Let experts help you get the support you deserve. Additionally, every pump box includes a flange fit ruler so you can determine which of the 15 flanges they offer will fit you best. Yes, nipple size matters. Check out their entire line at rumbletuff.com. That's R-U-M-B-L-E-T-U-F-F, rumbletuff.com. And use code BADASS to get 20% off of your purchase. Today's episode is also brought to you by Larkin. Larkin is a mom-owned line of game-changing maternity and postpartum essentials designed to make your life easier and more comfortable. In particular, their Larkin X all-in-one nursing and hands-free pumping bra is a totally different take on the traditional nursing and pumping bra. The first of its kind, it's made without any irritating elastic, awkward holes, snaps, zippers, clips, or other hardware, so you can comfortably wear it day and night without ever having to change bras to nurse or pump. It's buttery, soft, stretchy fabric won't irritate or stick to your sensitive skin, and it is machine washable. This thing is so cool. I went on a whole rampage when I first saw this thing. You you have to go to look at it. Check out the Larkin X bra and the rest of their incredibly cozy must-haves at shoplarkin.com. That's S-H-O-P-L-A-R-K-E-N.com. Or you can visit their Instagram at Larkin underscore shop, and you can use code BADASS for 10% off of your order. And all of our sponsors and the promo codes can be found at badassbreastfeedingpodcast.com. And, uh, well, ouch, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> Once again, almost emptied my desk. <laughs> uh, at com. You can find all of our other episodes and information about scheduling your very own one-on-one online lactation consultation with Diane. I do have okay. one of their tanks from Larkin. Oh, I you do? One of their tanks. Yeah, it is. A, it is fantastic. The it's material so cool. is amazing. Yeah, the material. That is pumping amazing. bra is like it's really hard to describe it. It's like two layers, and you can lift up one side, and then you lift up the other side, and it creates like an X. And then you yeah. put can put the flanges in there. It's just like it's I, you have to see it. It's really cool. So yeah, go check it out. Go check it. Out. And okay, so uh, trying to conceive. Yeah. So your body what? is really like 
meant to space out kids. And I know that we're, you know, we do kind of get into this place right now where people are like, I want to have another one right away. The clock is ticking. Or sometimes it's a situation with like IVF and you've got, you know, I, I don't even, I'm, I'm not as educated on IVF stuff. I know a little bit, but um, you've got eggs to you, like whatever's going on with IVF and people want to use things, do them as soon as they possibly can. But around the world, like this is how people space their kids. Because this is how you go a couple of years between children and your body is actually actually supposed to have a, like a two-year break to reboot. Like everything, your body is completely depleted when you have a baby of vitamins and nutrients and all these things because everything is going to the baby. That your body needs time to like catch up again and to heal. And this is why it takes a, a while for your period to come back. Yeah, I mean, I think it's hard to. It's, yeah, your your body goes through so much growing and birthing a baby, um, and it it really does need that time to recover. So um, that's why it happens. It's not trying to like. Yeah, it's not trying to mess with your plans. It's yeah. like it's trying to be ready again. And I think if your period is not back, um, it's kind of letting you know that like it's not ready to be back. Right. Like um, message. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say because I was there. I was there. I was on the internet trying to figure out like how I could, you know, mess with the system, you know, and have, get pregnant and have the next baby. And I think when you're ready, something just comes over you. You're just like, you know, we are, uh, you know, we're here to reproduce, right? Mm -hmm. And like something just biological comes over us. And we're just like ready. We're just ready. And that's, that's cool. That's fine. That's, that's how, you know, that's how we are. But then knowing, you know, I, you, you know, balancing that with the relationship, the breastfeeding relationship that you currently have and wondering and thinking about whether, you know, another year or so is, is, is better you know, to maybe wait another year. It's not, you don't have to wait five years. You don't have to, you know, you don't have to wait that long. Except when you're in it, it feels like a really long time. It feels yeah. like I need to get this done. I need to do this in another year. I'll be another year older. You know, your body doesn't like just shut down overnight. It is a very, very long process. Um like menopause, you know, you, you're going to be able to have another baby when your body is ready. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I do think with IVF, I know there's a couple of people who have asked about IVF as well. I, I have, I just really feel for these people um, that have to go through so much. And I know that it is like so expensive and yeah. you're really, you're really just, you're literally like putting all of your eggs in one basket and, you know, really hoping that this will work. And if the, you know, if you are in this situation and you are, um, you know, if you're, if you're told to wean, I mean, like we, like Diane said, I don't, I don't know that much about it either. I know a lot of people are told, you know, told that they have to wean um, before they can do like another round or whatever round of IVF they're doing. 
Um, and honestly, I would just like take the advice of whatever doctor you're working with because this is like, I, I, people put like tens of thousands of dollars into this, don't they? Yeah. 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 It's, I, I mean, it's, it's so frustrating to me that this stuff isn't covered for people, but yeah. Yeah. A lot of money. I mean, people put a lot of money. Crazy into amount it. of money. And if you're mm-hmm. just like, well, you know, we're in this situation. I need to wean because I have this IVF situation. Then like, man, do it. Like do whatever you need to do because that's just, that's a different situation in it's my a whole mind. Different, yeah. It's a whole different I feel like story. that's just a whole different story. Like you got to just do what you got to do. Um, if you're just like the average person, you know, you're kind of your period is, you know, you don't know when your period's coming back and, you know, you're really, you know, your breastfeeding relationship is going really well and you really do want to, because a lot of people, me included, I wanted to tandem nurse. I didn't want to wean. Um, I didn't want to fully wean. I wanted to nurse through my pregnancy. I wanted to, I told you, I saw that it was all because of a picture I saw on the internet. A picture on the internet, like, d- like, <laughs> like paved the path of my life. Oh my gosh. I saw this picture. I got to find it. I posted, I reposted it again, like, I don't know, a couple of years ago. And the person in the picture commented like, oh, that's my picture. Oh my God. It was like a celebrity. I know. It was this woman in a, like a birthing, uh, you know, one of those, um, oh my God, I was in one, like a home birth. Oh, you like have a like birthing the birthing tub. tub. Yeah. yeah. Like the inflatable thing. Um, She was in there and she had her new baby on her chest nursing. And then she had her toddler had gotten into the water and was nursing on the other side. And I was like, holy shit. What is going on in this picture? Like, what is happening here? This is so cool. Who is this person? She, Oh my God, it's amazing. And I was just like, I want to do that. I want to like have, you know, I just want to have that. Um, so I didn't want, I didn't want to wean. I wanted to mess with the system. I wanted to see if I could mess with the system. If I could decrease my breastfeeding a little bit, if I could do these kind of, you know, funky things that people were suggesting, like feeding, um, um, more solid food to try to decrease the breastfeeding a little bit, but not get rid of it fully. Um, and like it, man, it didn't work. It just didn't yeah. work. You know, it, you, you know, first of all, Jack was like, I'm not eating any more of these solid foods. Like I'll smear it on my face, but like, that's about <laughs> it. You know, he didn't eat really a lot of solid foods until he was like two years old. He was just nursing constantly. And, um, I was not about to spend a night away from him. I just was such an anxious parent. I was, <laughs> I'm not anymore. I'm totally fine now. <laughs> I was like so anxious that like I uh I didn't want to spend the night away from him. That piece of advice was like no. But I remember someone very kind of sternly talking to me in the group and was like you need to figure out what your priority is here. Like is this more important than messing you know is having a new baby more important to you than like your breastfeeding relationship with this you know and I was like mm-hmm. a little bit hurt but I was like yeah okay I need to think about that. Um, and then it didn't matter anyway, because none of it worked and my body just, um, got, you know, I got my period back, uh, when it, I don't remember, it was really early, but that didn't even matter because I still didn't get pregnant for quite a while. I mean, Jack was, 
two into his into his twos when uh when I did get pregnant. And I I think that my body just did it when it was ready. Yeah. And I was, you know, I was 37 when I was uh 30, well, I was 35, 36, freaking out about how I needed to have a baby. And then I was like 37 when I got pregnant. So it wasn't, you know, I think when you're in it, you're thinking, this is so much time. My body is changing. This clock is ticking. It's an emergency. Um, but but really, it's not a lot of time in the grand scheme of things, in the whole biological clock ticking time line. It's not a lot of time. And the only thing you can really do is just continue to have sex. And if yeah. you just continue to do that and be patient, that's the hardest thing to do. And I hope that this whole episode doesn't sound like judgmental on people who want to have a baby because I, I hope I shared enough of my own story that I was there. But the lesson learned was like, it's not, it really is just not going to happen until your body is ready. And there are no magic quick fixes. And that can freak people out too. If they think, oh my gosh, what if I, you know, wean and, or what if I get my period back and I still don't get pregnant, you know, right away, like then what? Um, And which makes them want to like start sooner or whatever, but your body is just going to do what your body is going to do. And, you know, if you want to go the medical route, you can absolutely do that. And they can, they'll probably will tell you to wean and they can give you medication for you to ovulate and all that stuff. But if you're trying to do it the the natural way, your body is just going to take its own course. And regardless, like you can cut back on some of that breastfeeding, you can night wean or you can, you know, go to only a couple times a day. And yeah, your period will probably come back. But it doesn't mean you're going to be pregnant in the next in a month either. Right. That's true. And I will tell you that this will, this, these kinds of things can go hand in hand. Because if you have a toddler, you know, like I said, we already talked about the issue of like under one. But if you have a toddler, you know, and you're, you're, you're thinking like, okay, I, you know, I want a tandem nurse and I want to, um, try to cut back a little bit so I can get pregnant. Um, and you want to keep, you want to keep that going so that you can continue to nurse through pregnancy and through, you know, having a new baby. It's not a bad idea to practice those boundaries now anyway, with like, you know, with a toddler, if you have a a one-year-old or a two-year-old practicing, like saying no and practicing, like when the time is going to be to nurse and stuff like that, because that will be helpful when you do have two who are wanting to nurse all the time. And I say that from experience that I never explored any kind of boundary before um, Jack was born and I had to do it when he had a new brother. And it was really, really, it was really hard. Um, So those things can go hand in hand. If you have a toddler and you're like, yeah, okay, I'm getting ready to think about having a new baby and, you know, maybe cutting back will help my period come back. It's also going to help prepare for what's to come. So, yeah. And those boundaries are, that can play a huge role in how your breastfeeding relationship continues. 
too. Well, yeah, and you can keep right. having that good, positive breastfeeding relationship with boundaries. We do have a lot of episodes on boundaries, but people ask about that all the time. Like, how do I, what do I do here? I don't want to completely wean, but I want to have another baby or I want to, you know, kind of like feel like myself again a little bit. Yeah. Have control over the situation. Yeah. And that's where those boundaries come in. Um, And they're hard. They can be hard, but they're necessary. And um, if you are, if you do have a baby that's feeding a lot still and through the night, and when I say baby, I mean like toddler or, you know, like 16 months, like the one that messaged you, um, boundaries are going to be important with a second baby for sure. Oh my God. And then sometimes people will let, then you, you know, then what do you do when you're pregnant? Like, do you think that far ahead? Do people think that far? I know you did with the Mm -hmm. tandem nursing, but- I have a lot of people that have messaged me and be like, all right, I'm pregnant. I don't know if I want a tandem feed. What do I do? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What happens that, now? Yeah. that Being pregnant is actually not a bad time to, to, to take advantage of weaning if that's what you want to do. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, this is a whole different conversation now, I guess, but um, your baby, even if you do want a tandem nurse and I would expect this is what happened to me anyway, Jack nurse less. Because there wasn't milk. So he was comfort nursing and stuff like that, but he was nursing less overall. And I, you know, if that's something you want to take advantage of in order to, um, to wean before you have the baby, that's a good time. Mm-hmm. And then the milk change, it not only does it like really decrease, but it also changes back to colostrum. So sometimes those, you know, your toddler might be like, what is this? I'm not sure about this. This is different. And they might wean themselves at that point. Yeah, they might. They might really like it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can go either way. Uh, yeah. Can go either way. <laughs> yeah. But so, yeah, yeah, so this is a whole episode to say like, yeah, kind of patience is like what you need to do. And like sit down and really have a serious conversation with your partner about like, the different ways that this could go and um, you know what the priority is right now Mm -hmm. and think really think six months out, one year out. It's not that long. If you really sit down and kind of think and plan, um, which I did not do. So now I'm talking from just a place of uh, unsolicited advice. (laughs) (laughs) But it's uh, good advice. Yeah, good try advice. to just think about it. What the priority is. I remember, this is one thing I do remember, was after we had Exley, my, so second baby, and we were somewhere at one of these conventions. Like I was speaking at one of these conventions and I was supposed to like, my period was late. We had come back and there was like all this chaos and we were like, I, and I said to Josh, I was like, my period is late. Like, what if I'm pregnant? Like what? And we were at, at the moment this conversation was happening, we were getting dressed to go out the door with basically two toddlers. And it was horrible. Like everyone was like screaming and crying and whatever. And I was like, what if I'm pregnant? And Josh is like, 
how are we ever going to leave the house? (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, we were freaking out, you know, because at that point, you know, like Exley was a toddler and we're like, okay, are we going to have another one? Are we done? You know, both of us only have one sibling, so we don't even have an experience with like more than two kids. Um, And so we were, you know, it was kind of like, I don't think so. Um, But then, man, after that, we were just like, no. This is no, the, we know now we know exactly how we feel about this situation. And I turned out to not be pregnant and it was like, man, off to that vasectomy, <laughs> go ahead and schedule that appointment. Cause we are sure how we feel now. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. Yeah. Oh so I mean, really thinking about these things in real time is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you could be me and end up saying, I want my kids close in age and end up being twins. Yeah. So <laughs> can't get closer than that. No, you can't. After, you know, and Nathan was only a little over one when I decided I wanted oh to have God. another one and ended up being two. So I had three in two years, which talk about being overwhelmed Ugh. and outnumbered. <laughs> but <laughs> that's that was us, that's for sure. Um, but yeah, stuff like that happens. It does. And if you're on Mm -hmm. the quest to um, trying to conceive, I know nobody wants to hear be patient, but that is what you can do and what you can try to do at this point. Yeah. It'll happen. It will. It'll happen and you'll be very excited and then you'll be very overwhelmed and then you'll be like, oh my God, why did we do this? No, (laughs) just kidding. And we'll be be there for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But thanks for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.